The Matrix is a computer-generated dream world built to keep us under control in order to change a human being. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Pain.tv. Join the discussion at Pain.tv slash gold. Ladies and gentlemen, I am Dustin Gold. This is the Dustin Gold Standard, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks, I hope everyone is doing well. Lots of stuff to cover today. A whole bunch of stuff. I hope you got a chance to listen to episode 70. We talked about the history of the technocracy I started to show you how the technocracy is beginning to rise as we speak, talked a little bit more about transhumanism, and started to lay out my theory on how technocracy and transhumanism are merging to form technocratic transhumanism. So check that out if you haven't. Episode 70, it dropped at midnight last night. All right, folks, lots to do today, lots of information, lots of intelligence pouring in from across the folks at pain.tv slash gold and over at Twitter, as well as on the Telegram, so I want to clear my desk of some of the things you've been sharing with me that tie into the stories that we have been covering here. First off, big announcement, I've got three guests shaping up here for the show actually four but one of them isn't going to be for a few weeks three guests shaping up now all from pain.tv slash gold so i appreciate that very much we'll be talking with one guest about all of the sci-fi movies over the last couple of decades that tie into the real life sci fact versus the science fiction we have the science fact and we're seeing all that come to fruition now so it's going to be a great show and then we have jim many of you know jim from pain.tv slash gold over there from the hotwire lots of people signing up for the hotwire you get access to everything you would in the normal subscription but you also get access to mike moore's hotwire which is the highest level of intelligence and i'm working on starting to see if i can put together a hotwire type show over there as well We'll see if we can make that happen. But anyway, lots of people signing up for the Hotwire. So Jim from the Hotwire, known as Wide Awake on Twitter, always promoting using cash, uh, going analog, and basically staying off the grid. Jim has been studying uh he knows a lot a lot about finance he was in finance and so jim has been studying cbdc central bank digital currency and the bank for international settlements and so he follows Catherine austin fitz who has been on the thomas Paine podcast he follows john titus and others that is not my area of expertise but i was getting ready in the coming weeks to start to put together a couple of shows on bank for international settlements blackrock and on cbdc because that is going to be core to the prison planet matrix whichever ones of us 
us are lucky enough to be turned into transhumanist monsters and are allowed to live in the prison planet world as well as inside of the cyber metaverse prison planet will be run by uh, CBDC tokens. So uh, Jim is going to come on and talk about that stuff with us. It looks like right now it'll be November 4th. Now, plans may change based on when our baby's born and how that turns out. But as of right now, he will come on November 4th. So he sent me a lot of information already to research and read up on so that I could handle this conversation with him. But I would rather have him coach us through this since he is an expert in these areas. And then that way we can start to work that in and fit that into our overall diagram on technocratic transhumanism and the prison planet matrix metaverse. So I am really excited about that. See, I've asked you guys the last month to reach out. If you have information you want to share, research you've done over the years, intelligence that I am not aware of. And so people are reaching out and I love it, folks. I really do. I appreciate it and I'm looking forward to these interviews. All right, that's going to be fantastic. Now, the other thing, wonderful piece of intelligence I just picked up today. We had a meeting, my wife and I did, with one of our midwives, very intelligent woman, wealth of knowledge. And so she was just giving us the name of a doctor uh, who works with, in part, the Amish community, and he is an expert in homeopathy, which we've been looking into over the last several of months, and uh, have many friends now that we met in all cross-sections of life that are into homeopathy. And so this doctor, uh, God, it would be great if I could get him on as a guest, but what we found out is that there's a test that he does. I don't have all the details, but it's a test that he does, pretty standard in the homeopathy world and what he is finding what he's been finding this is not some social media doctor it's a real person that our midwife actually went and got um advice from had a checkup with and he's helping her convert over to uh, homeopathic remedies and so he had run a test on her and he's saying what he has been finding personally in his office is that people who are unvaccinated who do not have the covid jab nor the booster are showing signs of stuff in their bodies that are exactly what those who have gotten jabbed and are boosted have inside their body. And so he believes that the jab, the jabbed folks out there may in fact be shedding onto us or I don't know if all of you are jabbed or unjabbed. I know some people are, but the folks that are not, uh, they are shedding. And so this is quite interesting because I've been doing some reading on this uh, for my own purposes, not really for the show, uh, but choosing how to handle certain things with our coming baby. And so I find this to be quite interesting. I mean, I'm going to try to find out if I can get him on as a guest. He may not want to. I'm not sure. This guy might 
prefer to live in the shadows and be able to uh, keep his career without having the federal government shut him down. So um, I'll find out if I can do that. But if that is happening, folks, uh, it'd be nice to have a professional on the record tell us that here at the Dustin Gold Standard and over at the Thomas Payne Podcast because I would share this guest with Mike as well so we can get a further reach with this information. But I will keep you up to date on that, folks. And speaking of that, I wasn't even going to talk about this, but uh, I think this was Maria Albanese, co-host of the Thomas Payne Podcast on Friday, sent this over to me because I live in Maryland. I'm not going to go into great detail on this. I just want to clear my desk of it. It ties in nicely to that shedding information I just got literally one hour ago. This is over at DailyMail.com. And this says, government lab in Maryland plans to create a hybrid monkeypox strain that is more deadly than one currently spreading in the United States. NIAID research will see experts swap genes between two monkeypox strains. They will attempt to make currently dominant cled more lethal and infect mice. The aim of the project is to spur the development of better drugs for humans, right? Sure it is. But it comes amid growing concern about virus manipulation research in labs. And so uh, that's all I really want to give you on that, folks, because frankly, um, you know, it's, it's just at this point now where we were talking about um, gain of function research for how many months and so it obviously still continues and myself personally we're never going to know I, i'm weighing a lot of this stuff for decisions we have to make on our child and i just had this conversation with my uh, wife a little while ago you don't know the difference between what they're actually doing in these labs what is psychological warfare are they combining actually releasing viruses into the wild with psychological warfare is it just the regular strains of the cold and flu that we've seen for years and years but they're using psychological warfare and propaganda and mind control to basically build those things up and make everything seem extreme and now when you have a cough you have the sniffles most people now will run to the doctor and the hospital are they doing this to lead people to get more needles uh, eventually these dna modifying personalized jabs that they want to have roll out soon i don't know it's probably a combination of everything and if i go down this path folks i'll be researching this stuff for the rest of my life and i think at the end of the day you have to just absorb as much information as you can try to read between the lines try to look at where you think they're going with this uh take it from the perspective that these people are pure evil they are obviously fixated on you know depopulation building the technocracy and transhumanism so if that's their goal they're probably going to use all sorts of techniques to do this the only reason i tend to believe that they may not be actually cooking up viruses that they're intentionally leaking out of labs or spreading um, is that the 
Power brokers obviously don't want to get these diseases or viruses. And at the same time, even their puppets who do their bidding would be saying, I don't want to get these viruses. And even if they were given some sort of, you know, antidote to this stuff so they're protected, unless they are using these to target people via their DNA profiles, which we know Dr. Charles Morgan III, former CIA intelligence officer and government contractor for the military, has talked about openly. Um, so it's very hard to figure out exactly what's going on. I'll, I'll just give you a little bit of this. It says, Government Laboratory in Maryland plans to make the circulating monkeypox strain more lethal in highly controversial research in mice. The team wants to equip the dominant clad, which mostly causes a rash and flu-like symptoms with genes from another strain that causes severe disease. They hope the experiment will reveal how different genes make monkeypox more deadly and spur the development of better drugs and vaccines for humans. Well, there you go. More drugs, more vaccines. It comes just a week after DailyMail.com revealed a similar experiment involving a hybrid COVID strain which was conducted at Boston University. The latest monkeypox study is being funded by the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, a research arm of the National Institutes of Health. All right, that, that's all I'm going to get into with that. But folks, just be aware, this is out there. Now you're seeing stories coming out that RSV, this respiratory disease, this virus, you know, the flu, COVID is back. It's all these diseases. So is it all hype? Is it all psychological warfare to drive people to the doctor, to push more vaccines, to push more jabs, you know, to force people into a problem reaction solution scenario where we start demanding more drugs and then they roll out the personalized DNA modifying shots? I think it definitely is part of that. You know, on the other side, are they actually releasing, you know, deadly diseases okay that is the the question all right and that's always how i try to weigh this stuff i look at this stuff i have to try to war game it and basically reverse engineer what they're doing and then you have to weigh the risks um you know that you're willing uh, to take the stuff you're willing to gamble with that's how i look at it we live in a weird time everyone has to be their own doctor everyone has to be their own specialist uh but at the end of the day folks i think you got to go with your gut you have to trust yourself uh based on the research you've done experts you've talked to people that you can trust and believe in and then make your decision and be willing to live with it don't second guess yourself and don't beat yourself up if you're wrong uh, you can end up doing that in any situation. You could decide to not have your child uh, vaccinated with any vaccines, and three years from now, maybe your child gets sick, and then you're blaming yourself for not giving your child the vaccines. But on the other hand, you could give your child the vaccines. Three years later, they end up really sick, and then you'll beat yourself up over the fact that you gave the child the vaccine. So at the end of the day, do your research, your due diligence, and then make an educated decision and be willing to stand by it and don't beat yourself up because at the end of the day we're left with almost no good choices uh every choice you make is going to end up having consequences and just be willing to live with those and not beat yourself up over it folks so what i'm going to do is i'm going to take a quick break i don't want to but i'm not going to beat myself up over it ladies and gentlemen i'll be right back jam-packed show i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold 
You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Join the discussion at Payne.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Payne.tv. Alright ladies and gentlemen, we are back from the break. I am Dustin Gold, this is pain.tv slash gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. Folks, feel free to just pause this show for one moment, leave us a five-star review and a comment over at Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate that, it helps us grow, and we are growing, folks. We are growing every day, and to everyone who has signed up at pain.tv slash gold, thank you very much, we truly appreciate that. Uh, really, honestly, from the bottom of our hearts, we really do. It helps put food on the table, and you guys are obviously getting value out of that service, folks. And Mike Moore, the commander over there at pain.tv slash gold, is only going to grow that platform. There's a lot of discussion on new things in the works every day. I'm not part of every meeting, but I do get some uh, some hints over there from Mike Moore. He sends me some teasers on some new things they're working on. So feel free to join us for a few dollars a month, folks. All right. This is an article that came over to me from Hopeless American on Twitter. Thank you very much. They send me stuff all the time. This is on the metaverse, folks. I'm not going to be getting back to the metaverse for a while. So I wanted to throw that in here now as I am clearing my desk of information that folks are sending me this is an article from axios.com hopeless americans said they get this promoted stuff sent to them all the time because uh from listening to the show and then doing research now the algorithms uh send them stuff uh that relates to everything that they're researching so this is interesting it says creators look to the metaverse for businesses and job opportunities and as we said folks this is moving at warp speed you know we may say that uh it doesn't affect us but it will affect us because this is the trajectory of the world at this moment it says 72 percent of u.s creators those who monetize their content goods and services online say the metaverse will bring new job opportunities as it continues to grow a new study from adobe finds and i've mentioned to you before folks i have friends of mine in sales i have friends of mine in technology in healthcare, in military contracting, and everyone is talking about metaverse, 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 VR, AR, that's uh, virtual reality, augmented reality, everyone is moving in that direction, folks. It's It seems like this is a battle that probably can't be won other than if you just choose, as I do, to stay out of it. It says, globally, 77% of creators say they've hung out in the budding metaverse at least once, and 34% say they've already, uh, they're already participating weekly through immersive experiences, including gaming, socializing, and shopping. 52% of creators who participate weekly say they're already working toward owning their own creative businesses. 
What this means, while the definition of the metaverse continues to evolve, the growing creator economy sees opportunity in immersive experiences and brands need to pay attention. Okay, and this is very important, folks, because whether you believe this, whether you don't believe this, I tend to believe it only because I know a lot of people in these uh, in the creative industries and people are looking to get involved with metaverse stuff. But this is uh, the worker bees, the people, humans, generally just trying to figure out a way to expand their skills, make a buck, you know, keep up with the times. And so they're going to learn this. They're going to program. They're going to get involved with different platforms. They're going to start getting involved with the metaverse. And at the end of the day, this is humans engineering their own demise they just don't know it yet so the evil people up at the top the true social engineers they know exactly how to drive people into the ditch they hand you the shovel and you dig your own ditch and that's what's happening right here folks it is uh the background it says more than 165 million global creators have joined the creator economy since 2020 according to adobe's inaugural future of creativity study what you need to know though popular games are often cited as early metaverse experiences creator creators see opportunities beyond gaming 55% of creators who participate in Metaverse activities weekly see it as a venue for socialization, and 29% see it as a place to attend virtual concerts, trade shows, and educational events. Creators also see the Metaverse as a place for business, a place to buy NFTs. We've gone into non-fungible tokens in detail here. It says uh, 29% of creators create NFTs, 24% of creators, and buy virtual real estate, 19% of creators, folks. So this is why we covered the metaverse in depth here. I explained it to you, NFTs, cryptocurrency, all that stuff, because it is here, folks. It is here. Why it's important. While entrepreneurial creators look to immersive experiences as the next frontier to monetize their work, there's also a huge opportunity for brands expanding the places and ways to deepen their relationships with customers and employees. Remember the e-commerce boom? It changed the business landscape forever. Brands that didn't recognize the opportunity got left behind, right? So the mom and pops who didn't get involved with e-commerce, boom, gone, out of here. That's what they're saying. And so they're saying the same thing about the metaverse. If you aren't going to convert to live inside of cyber prison planet world, then you too will be left behind. That is unless people like us start to form communities and we live in uh, half Amish mode. And we learn to grow our own vegetables and trade and barter with each other. It eventually has to happen, folks, because if it doesn't, we will be stuck. Those of us stuck in areas like where I am and everybody jumps into the metaverse and uh, we don't start to come together and organize in one place, then we will basically be stranded on our own islands. Uh, In other words... 
Brands also need to become metaverse ready, preparing how to make the most of future opportunities by creating unique, immersive customer experiences, entering the new e-commerce frontier, boosting uh, efficiency with new tools and inter uh, and internal business workflows. 3D technology is core to the metaverse, and in many ways, it'll serve as the backbone to these immersive experiences. Uh, it goes on to say how it's done. Start with a clear strategy for how you want your business to engage in the metaverse. Brainstorm the types of experiences and content you want to create. Learn on your computer. Uh, sorry about that. Lean on your customer and market understanding to find new ways to create value for your customers. So you have to now assume your customers are also going to be inside of the metaverse and you're going to market in the metaverse. See, if the metaverse didn't exist, none of this would exist. But now they're going to try to drive people into the metaverse, folks. It says here an example, the Smithsonian Institution created an augmented reality 3D coral reef exhibition using Adobe arrow a creative ar toolkit okay they have unlimited budgets now it says the 3d model serves as a remote learning experience for students to study the threats facing ocean ecosystems many years ago when was that 15 years ago i actually sculpted a 35 foot wide 14 foot high underwater coral reef that went into a casino in long island that was back in the days when i did corporate art custom corporate art that was a lot of fun never got into sculpting stuff in the computer though was never a fan of that it says the benefits companies using 3d design aren't just positioning themselves ahead of the curve they're also reaping other benefits 3d design accelerates product design uh shaving weeks or even months off Product development by eliminating a need for physical prototypes, allowing a company to test products virtually before investing in a physical version of a design, creating brand assets with a 3D proven 3D design proves cheaper, quicker, and more sustainable than working in a photo studio. Teams can change images and tweak products, designs in minutes. All right, folks. So there you go. This is the push for the metaverse adobe pushing it out there adobe suite uh, is something that a lot of designers have i've been paying for adobe suite once they moved to the cloud for many many years because i basically uh, was doing a lot of design work video editing logos graphic design stuff like that for myself and for client projects and so i've been an adobe customer going all the way back to college when i had to get photoshop and then once they went to the cloud about i don't know eight or ten years ago i've been paying my 50 $50 a month ransom to Adobe to have access to the suite of uh, software, which I use for this show. I use Adobe Premiere to edit, Adobe Photoshop to do graphics, Adobe Illustrator to make uh, customized logos and such. So there you go, folks. Big push on the metaverse. All right, I want to show you this. This is a little short little segment called My Mom is Crazy and gullible <laughs> my mom is crazy and gullible yesterday i got a text from my mom and she said uh hey this was really crazy but on this show i watched the great british bake-off one of the uh cooks used crickets 
So I wrote back to her and said, Mom, this is uh, World Economic Forum, the worldwide fascist push to move us towards eating insects. I think I mentioned this to you before. Maybe listen to the show. It goes hand in hand with 3D printed meat, fake meat that I've talked to you about. And so she said, well, they said that crickets are high in protein. And I said, okay, uh, so is uh, dog turds. <laughs> and so she said, well, you know, this and that. I said, well, mom, you know, this is the propaganda push. But I was really thankful that she had actually sent that over to me because uh, it's it shows the propaganda pushes here. And I've talked to you about how they have the ability to propagandize folks, to brainwash folks, to push the marketing out on this stuff through all different channels. So my mom watched a lot of cooking shows. She's going to start to see the rise in crickets. She's already seen the fake meat. She'll see the rise in crickets. And then you'll see the rise in crickets somewhere else. I'll see the rise in crickets in another place. And this is how they push the propaganda through these personalized echo chamber feedback loops that we discussed the other day. So this article is out of walesonline.co.uk. I was able to find what she was talking about. It says the Great British Bake Off brought Halloween forward a couple weeks for the uh, latest installment. But despite some grumbles over the early spookiness, viewers were most grossed out by one of the special ingredients used in one of the bakes for the novelty week. For the Halloween themes showstopper, the remaining contestants were tasked to make a lantern uh, bake a kind of pinata contraption the judges would smash and loads of homemade goodies would fall out of. Brighton-based Polish baker Janusz Demagala, who was star baker in Cake Week, brought along an unusual crunchy ingredient for his bake, a Halloween horror movie popcorn made from biscuits and containing orange flavor truffles. The little truffles were made using ground up crickets. Yep, that's right. I'm a celebrity has crossed over onto Bake Off, and the viewers and fans were not down with it. As an extra special crunch, Janus placed a whole cricket inside the little truffle. Quote, this is the one with the cricket flower, Pure asked. Uh, quote, it's a bit too uh, stickly sweet for me. Uh, sickly sweet for me, said Paul, and uh, quote, I think you should have a bit more cricket in there, and quote, Prue added, Prue is like the uh, one of the judges, quote, crickets have got quite a nice savory flavor, end quote. Paul also said he was concerned about some of Janu's flavors going wayward. Anyway, folks, you see there, that's how they weave the crickets into pop culture and so as i was talking with my mom back and forth who doesn't know all about this world economic forum push for the crickets she said to me well they're high in protein that's what the chef said and so uh i laughed about it and i said okay well i guess order your crickets mom you will do what you want to do so folks get ready for the rollout of the crickets i'll be right back i'm gonna bounce quickly like a cricket over to the bathroom and then i'll see you on the other side ladies and gentlemen i am dustin gold with the dustin gold standard right here on pain.tv slash gold you're listening to the dustin gold standard on pain.tv join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold 